I'm Mitch, and joining me is Luke. Hi. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, one, one time we should switch the intro around. Yeah, so maybe, I maybe, speak. maybe. Next week, you're going to hear my beautiful voice first. Yeah. So we're going back. We um, now have the wrap in, as we call it. Yeah, at the, yeah, start, the wrap in always. at the start. As we got like, there's a suggestion box in the office. Yeah. It's like, what so I, I've actually been to the office. Yeah, like yesterday, I um came to school late, and when I signed my late slip, I saw the uh feedback box. All you have to do is just go to the office, and you know that desk where the uh, late, you know, stuff yeah, yeah, is, yeah. all that. Not here today. Yeah. Just you know, it's there. Mm. So our numbers and downloads are going pretty well. Keep it, keep it up, keep it up, guys. Yeah. So like listening, sharing. Yeah, we've got some people listening from America, and that's not just it. And Hong, Hong Kong. Hong Kong, Malaysia. Mm. Now that's a few stuff. We think some of those are Miss Tan's friend following yeah. a star interview last week. Yeah. But it's very starry. Yeah. <laughs> there it's starry. But we have we now have a total of six hundred ninety. Six hundred ninety downloads. Still not good enough. No, we're kidding. But, but there is seven hundred kids in the school though. Yeah. So probably should. Well, yeah, yeah there's probably some brothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But remember, if you have, like, a brother who doesn't have, you know, you haven't gone to the podcast, just do it. Yeah. summarise this week up mm, yeah. in one word it'd be kind of obvious literacy yeah that's exactly what I was thinking yeah so no <laughs> I would basically say book mm. but it is book. literacy week um next week also known as book week also known as book week which is the most popular event obviously Day. yeah we have a lot about this during today's podcast mm. Mm. We also have some netballers playing in the netball championships yeah, this week this week and next week there's it's numeracy week, so we went from literacy week to numeracy week, and there's some games and like the count the count the lollies in the jar, not really and, the count and, pa- and paper planes, and Google SketchUp competition. We got the Google SketchUp competition. I think that's being hosted by Mr. Leaderback. Yeah, and I think at the uh, it's ending soon, so yeah, you better it's get your things. I think in. it's this Monday. I mean, not this Monday. Monday. Next Monday. Yeah. So next Monday. So. The lunchtime activities are going to be the Maths Amazing Race, where yeah. we're going to have the paper plane competition and the junior paper planes. It's going to be junior and senior. So you have to estimate and measure how yeah. far it goes. And also have the hoop time competitors. Competition. Competition competitors, the same thing, Luke. Not really at all. Yeah. And we have a very special event for our daddies out there. The Father's Day store. But I have a theory about the Father's Day store. I think the father's... Are ripped off by the father of their store. What? Wembley always puts way more effort into getting good stuff for the mums, but then when it comes to the fathers, it's like, oh, I'll just get some mugs. It's fine. Mugs. So I think the dads are pretty ripped off when it comes to Father's Day stores. I'm not disagreeing a bit. I don't think it's about the same. Oh, well, anyway. As you may know, it is Literacy Week this week. This week. So it's very um, special and lots of things going on. And, of course, on Friday mornings, the book parade. Yeah. What are you going as, Luke? I'm going as Skullduggery Pleasant. Mm, but I'm not actually. You're like, not actually. 
I, it was kind of like this postponed, decided idea. Mm. That's not the right way to say it. It was sort of like a late idea. So I'm just going to get um, a trench coat. A trench coat? Trench yeah, trench, trench coat. coat yeah. from, uh, and a sort of wide-brimmed hat from mm. my mate Angus, what? who went as... Um, Angus Hoon, by the way. Who yeah. um, went you as... Caught. Angus <laughs> Yeah. Yeah? Who went as... Um, Oh, by the way, Angus is going to be in this interview because mm. he's um, doing the September. Props to him for letting Luke uh, yeah. use his costume. Yeah. So, uh, Skullduggery Pleasant, I'm just going to get like a face mask and I'm going to get the trench coat and get the hat and it's just going to be kind of a backup. Well, I am going... Uh, you may know him. He's called Pops. Oh, he's from, from Regular Show? From Regular Show. Yes. He's on Cartoon Network. I'm guessing there's a book about him making the show, probably. Yeah. Probably. Anyway, so I'm doing that. Look, can still be a TV show. Yeah. Anyway. Literacy. So, uh... Yeah. So, we're going to have an interview with Mrs. Katz and Miss Arnheim, who were yeah. kind of the leaders of the Literacy yeah. Week. Yeah, one after another. One so after another. Have a listen, folks. Hi, I'm Eleni. And I'm Gemma. And we're going to be interviewing Miss Katz. Hello, girls. You're in grade five, yes. I assume? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, how long have you been teaching for at Wembley? Wow, I started at Wembley, I think it was 1990, at the same time as Mrs. Alexiou and Mrs. Turner, just after them actually. And so that was 1990, and I did leave for two years when I had children, so I stayed away for two years and then I came back again. So you could say I've been teaching here a very long time, and I've seen a lot of wonderful positive changes to this school as well as people teachers leaders and students you're a leading teacher at Wembley can you tell us how or why this is different to being a regular classroom teacher okay I can tell you that so what my my position is called leader of learning and I'm still a teacher and we're all teachers at this school all the teachers that work here what I have to do that's different is lead an area. So I might be leading English, which is what I do. I have to make sure that we have the resources that we need to teach English. We have to make sure that our programs that we teach, like the essential learnings, are all aligned and in, and in line with government standards as well. And I also have to look after the prep one and two part of the school and the teachers and the children in that part. So it's a little bit different. The biggest difference is that I haven't got a class of my own but I get to go into lots of different classes and work with a variety of children. Do you like being a, um, a leader teacher? I thoroughly enjoy being a leading teacher and leading learning in English and lots of other things that we do too like strategies. Like how do you get to be a learning teacher? It's just the amount of years you've been at Wembley? Oh, sometimes you, it could be the amount of years that you've been teaching and sometimes it could be a position that is advertised or vacant at a school that where they need someone to do that part of the role and you can apply for it and become a leading teacher so it's a very rewarding job as is all teaching and we're always learning just like you people are um but before we do the next question um so you're best friends with miss alexiou i have been friends with mrs alexiou since we met at university yeah. yes we have really? got a, yeah, we met at university, at Teachers University in Melbourne, Melbourne University, and we were both from what we call the western suburbs. I lived in Yarraville and she lived in Footscray and we ended up catching the bus together and becoming really good friends. 
Describe a typical day for you at school. What does you usually do? Oh, what a great question. My typical day in the morning will be checking emails and meeting with teachers before school and phone calls in the morning. So that's before school. Then I might have some RTI. So I take some RTI groups, some intervention groups. So I work with groups of students. I might have a meeting to go to with grade prep or grade one or grade two or with some other teachers together. And I also might do some what we call coaching where I might go and watch a teacher and give her some, give them or or some tips about their learning and how to teach the next part of what they're teaching. And also I might do some modelling myself where they want to learn how to do guided reading or they might want to teach their class about choral reading or some persuasive writing, so I might model that. So that's a typical day for me. Then after school, some more catch-ups with teachers or some more meeting time. And you don't want to know what I do at home because I don't stop. <laughs> what inspired you to be a teacher? Oh, when I was at primary school, I always thought my teachers were very special. So I wanted to be as special as they were and I wanted to be um, surrounded by people. And I always love having children. I think children keep us young and you always find a way to have fun. So working with children is what inspired me and the teachers that I had. Think the book parade when it comes to Literacy Week, but that's not just what it is. That's exactly right. It's a way to celebrate reading and learning books. and literature and knowing about books. So it's actually it's Literacy Week, and a part of it is Book Week. So the celebration of books and what books can do for us and our learning and for enjoyment as well. And the highlight is always a parade for me. But the, the visiting authors and the way they inspire our students to write is a great thing to be a part of as well. Can you tell us one of your favourite books or authors? Yes. Um, a book I just finished reading was My Sister's Keeper. And it was a very sad book about a, a young girl who had leukaemia and all the things that are... Um, leukaemia is a, is a blood disease. Oh, so it's a type of cancer. And her... Um, her family had to do lots of different things to help her. So that was one of my favourite books. Um, at the moment, I'm about to embark on a book called Wanda. Have you heard of Wanda? The yeah. blue one with the boy, with yes. which talks about someone who's very different and he stands out. And he, he's always been homeschooled and he's about yeah. to go to a school. Yes. So we read it in I'm, before. Did you read it? Well, I'm We're about to read that. I'm reading it right now. Oh, book, in your class. Yeah, our book, um, our doorway is actually going to be about Wanda. Oh, that's fantastic. I can't wait to see that. I'm excited because it's going to be made in a movie. So I want to see if it's going to be different to the mm. actual book. So that's why I'm reading the book now. Mm. But my favourite author would have to be William Stike because he wrote so many fun and Books with lots of craft, such as Shrek. What things at Wembley are we doing to celebrate Literacy Week? So I think there's lots of information in the newsletter this week. We've got a colouring in competition. We've got decorated doorways. Our doorway here is Cat in the Hat. Um, we've got book swaps where people bring in books and donate money. We've got the book fair happening just before book week. And we've got the book parade as well. So that's all next week, week six. Um, what are 
what is your favorite food? We're really curious to know. Oh, my favorite food is actually a Greek food. It's called moussaka. It's layers. <gasps> yeah, layers of potato and eggplant. Then a minced meat layer and a bechamel sauce layer. And it's cooked in the oven and it's delicious. It, it is similar to lasagna, but it hasn't got pasta. It's got layers of vegetable. It's very tricky to make. So I keep that for when I go out to the Greek shops in Oakley and I order yeah. it there. So that's one thing I love. Do you have any special talents that we might not know about? Oh, well, just this week, a few people have asked me to help with um, some drawings that they're doing for book week. So, and they, they said, God, I never knew you could um, draw. So <laughs> I did tra- do art training and I can draw, but I don't announce it everywhere else. I might be too busy drawing things. So drawing, maybe. And I'm pretty good at doing hair, people's hair. Oh, I know. Your hair looks yeah, wonderful. Oh, thank you. But no, yeah. it doesn't look wonderful. It's very big. But I do have an interest in um, hair as well. What are you wearing for the Book Week Parade? Well, I'm just going to say that it matches my doorway. So think about my Sorry. name, Cats. And oh, I'm giving too much away. So use your imagination. Well, you just love Last year, no, I've never ever dressed up as, as that. Last year, I was wearing a big bird costume. Mr. K and I were birds because we had um, we had the Olympics just finished and we had this big, big donation of a costume. So I used that. Mm. Can you tell us your six-worded story? Oh, I tell you a six-word story. Okay. I'm going to tell you the one that I, mm, one of my, I've got a couple. I always say to my own kids, read like a wolf eats meat. So that means they've got to read like they're really hungry for it and they love it and they can learn lots from it. My brother needs that. Your brother needs that, (laughs) yeah. But about my life, I say my life, love it, appreciative and grateful because I'm very lucky to be healthy, to have a good job, to live in a good place. And every day I am appreciative and I think, wow, that's great. We're very fortunate to have this. Do you want to tell us a joke? <gasps> oh, I can't think of one at the top of my head, but why did the chicken cross the road? Um, you want to go to KFC? <laughs> I think she might stay away from KFC because there was a good book on the other side. How does that sound? That's a rubbish joke. That's a rubbish joke. Oh, well, I like it. What did the sea say to the sand? I give up. What did the sea say to the sand? What did the sea say to the sand? I Nothing, it just waved. Oh, that's cute. That's very cute. Okay, girls, thank Thank you very much for coming in today. I would like to thank you for your time. And can I just, oh, you've stopped. I was going to say, can I redeem myself for last week's podcast? L- the week before when I didn't know what a podcast was? Yeah, what's a podcast, Miss Kat? <laughs> oh, no. You're have to do it again. Hey. I'm Sigrid. And I'm Angelica. And we're for the 5-6 five, six, uh, five, six podcast 
team. And today we're going to be interviewing Miss Anna. Hello. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we'd like to ask you a few questions about any, like, like about literacy week. Yeah, that's fine. And just some yeah. random questions about being a teacher. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How long have you been teaching at Webley for? Oh, my goodness. A very long time indeed. I've been teaching at Wembley for more than 20 years, believe it or not. Weren't you my brother's teacher? Who's your brother? Tom. Yeah, I was Tom. Was I Tom's teacher? I think you were. What's your surname? Schroeder's. Yeah, yeah, of course. Okay. Yes. Yes, I was Ziggy's teacher in grade two. Um, What inspired you to be a teacher? Well, my mum is a teacher. And I used to go in with her to her work and I really enjoyed working with children and I just thought it was an occupation that I would really enjoy and find very rewarding. And it was true. (laughs) I do enjoy it and it is very rewarding too. Are you glad you became a teacher? I am glad. What's one of the biggest challenges about teaching? The biggest challenge about teaching, let me think about that. There are many. I think it is that I work very hard to make sure that every child reaches their potential. And I really like the children to be thinking deeply about themselves and their learning. And that's always a challenge to draw that out of the children that I work with. What's one of your favourite book authors? Oh, wow, there are many. And I certainly think of Mr K when you ask that question. Yeah. There are probably too many to mention, but at the moment I'm reading for myself, I'm reading Tales of the Unexpected by Roald Dahl, and I've read that many times, but I always forget the twist at the end. So I'd have to say I'm a big fan of Roald Dahl. Do you write a lot, apart from being a teacher? I write for practical reasons only. I write lists. Many, many lists, shopping lists, lists of jobs I have to do at work. I write notes to my children, like unstack the dishwasher and make your bed and put your clothes in the wash. So I write for practical purposes. So you don't just ever write for fun in your own time? No, I actually don't. That's not what I expected. (laughs) So this is a literacy week uh, question, but uh, all of us are really enjoying uh, looking looking forward to the book parade when it comes to literacy week, but that's not just what it's about, is it? No, it's not about that. It's partly about that, and that's often the highlight for lots of people and for the whole school to come together in that way. It's about bringing literature and children together. And it's nice to be involved at Wembley in an event that happens across the whole nation. And it's nice to recognise books by authors who are very, very talented. So there'll be lots of activities happening next week related to Book Week, uh, such as the competition that is Create a Cover and the activity run by Mr Lederback, where children take a sketchbook and draft their ideas and brainstorm writing, photos, drawings, 
And that will be a beautiful display by Mr Lederback and by all the children working on that. You're doing it too? Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. What do you think being literate in today's world means? Being literate? Mmm, that's a challenging question. <laughs> uh, well, there's many types of li- li- being literate, aren't there? Because yeah. we talk about technology now and being able to navigate the internet. So having the ability to do that and the confidence to do that and in a safe way. But also to be able to use reading and writing in everyday life, like I mentioned. Do you have any special talents that we might not know about? Ah, special talents. I'm really funny. You might not know about that. I don't have any special talents. Not really. Can you tell us about Literacy Week and why it's so important to Wembley? Yes, I can tell you about that. So we at Wembley really value books and we really value the craft of writing and it's a way of acknowledging that and bringing that to the fore. It's a way of sharing books with each other and really enjoying them and we do that on a day-to-day basis at Wembley but we're just bringing an extra level of excitement to that and coming together as a whole school to do it. So I think it's a really important event and it's really nice that we take the time to celebrate books and children every year in that way. Who do you think is the funniest teacher at the school so far? The funniest teacher, apart from me, oh, it would have to be Mr Lawless, without question. Really? Absolutely, Mr Lawless. Pardon? Oh, we interviewed him. Yes, you did. Yeah. And did you find him funny? Yes. There you go. Do you have any jokes to tell us? No, that's not my sort of humour. I think my sort of humour is more responding to comments that people say and building on that so I'm not really a joke teller in fact I'm really bad at telling jokes <laughs> so no I haven't got a joke off hand and then you stuffed it up oh, the orange one right when they say um knock knock so, orange oh no it's banana he was yeah, the one so he said orange. Oh, okay, but he meant to say banana. banana. Okay. And then at the very end, it's like, oh, no, I stuffed it up. Let me start again. Oh, you must have put him on the spot. <laughs> I'm sure you edited it out for him. Uh, don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, so we're asking Mrs. Katz to share a six-word story. Um, so, do you have one? A six-word story? Yeah. Because yeah. apparently Miss Katz wrote a six-word story. A six-word story. <laughs> yep. Uh, Tessa, Ziggy and Angelica robbed bank. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, girls. That was really a pleasure. 
and um, I really enjoyed having a conversation with you. You know what? I really think Miss Arnheim should start writing for fun. Yeah, definitely. It, it's okay to write for lists, but yeah, writing for fun is better. I like her. I like writing poems sometimes. Mm. And it's kind of convenient because my brother's teacher is Miss Arnheim. You might oh. know him as Wilson Hegarty, and that's my last name. So. No way. Yes. Oh, my God. What a coincidence. Mm. How convenient. Anyway, I think I'm pretty sure Miss Cats know what a podcast is right yeah, now. She should know. I'm, I'm sorry, Miss Cash, for bringing it up again. It must be pretty humiliating. Yeah. So what did you think about that six-word story? I think the six-word story was pretty good. Yeah. But if I had, if I had like, a long time, I could probably think one better. Yeah. I actually have one now. A six-word six story. A six-word horror story. Oh, six. Okay. Okay. Go. I heard screaming. That's three, yeah. I live alone. Is that it? That that's pretty good. Yeah. That's good. I can't really think of one, but I'll give you a I'll give you a six word Avenger story. Okay. I ran away to the galaxy. <laughs> that's good. That's, that's not that bad. <laughs> anyway, it's kind of strange because every teacher is inspired by their own teachers at primary school. Yeah. Mm, maybe there's like a little bind. Bind. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, um. coming up next is some sound bites with like. The, the author visits awesome from like, uh, Bernard Calio and, and Wendy Orr. Mm, so stay tuned. So obviously, a part of Book Week is the author visits. So the uh, Five Sixes had a Bernard Kelly. Kel- we had Bernard. We Kelly. yeah, we had. And the three fours had Wendy Orr, and the preps had Kim K. But the preps and ones and twos. Preps, not ones. just preps. Oh yeah, but I, I don't, I'm not. You know the teacher Miss Kane. I don't know if they're related. Mm. Maybe I don't know. Probably don't know. not. Well, maybe not. Yeah. So, what were your thoughts about Bernard Kelly? Well, I think it was really fun because it wasn't like just sit down and listen to him. We actually like yeah. made comics. Yeah, and stuff. it was quite fun. Definitely one of the weirdest signs of an author visit. Just just coming up if you if you're scared easily, yeah. um, yeah, this part might this is a bit in there that's a jump bit, scares. Bah, jump scares know. warned. Yeah, so just be warned. You know, I might be getting worried, trying to find a rock or something. For, yeah, oh, I'm getting really worried now. You know, like panicking, starting to run away. We're running, we're reading people's faces all the time. We also read their bodies, but mainly we're reading faces, reading faces all the time. So. In comics, luckily, you don't have to do that thing which you do in a book, which your books are good. You know, this is book week, and that's good, but comic books are better. Just saying. Just don't, don't tell anybody else. That's, that's just... I agree. You agree? Thank you. I'm, I'm with my people. Good. So, and the thing is, if you wanted to drop, write this out in words, take about half an hour. The person was smiling... They didn't have any hair, or any ears, or any nose. You know, it takes hours. Whereas this, two dots, one line, bang, you're there. It's efficient. It goes back to the idea that I reckon before people had, you know, A, B, C, D, Z, letters, they communicated, they drew, they, 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 they wrote the story of humanity with pictures. So, for example, we're in the cave, yeah? It's 30,000 years ago. There's a flame where you're sitting. Is it hot? That's all right. So this is the flame. What's your name? 
Jackson is the fire. I dip the stick into Jackson. Oh, yeah, sorry. That's your name. Spencer. Dip the stick into, the, into Spencer. Great, it's gone all um, charcoal-y. And then I go, you know, Oog. Oog. Yeah, Oog. 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 And you go like this. Thank you. What? What is Oog? Here. Run from him. Run, run from him? Yeah. Yes. I'll give it to him. When I see a picture like this, like a cave painting, I think, ah, humans are comic book makers ever since they dipped a, a stick into Spencer. Spencer. Ever since they dipped a stick into Spencer and the, drew, drew on the side of a cave. Comics. Hunting a saber tiger. <laughs> you see the poo and you go, great, I'm on the thumb, I'm on the, you know, and, and you go through the grass, you can't see it, and you're just waiting, waiting, suddenly, <laughs> it jumps on you, Spencer, and you get terrified, your heart goes, good, 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 so when you go to draw it, you don't draw it real size, you draw it, bigger, massive, scary, so this is like, emotional, like, um, you know, uh, Superhero comic, you know, Galactus, he's, he's enormous. He's the bad guy, big bad guy, he's enormous. So, this idea of uh, exaggeration and simplification in comics goes way back. So, here we are, Book Week, books, writing, <coughs> my friends, writing comes from drawing. Yeah. Writing. Well, that was a nice sort of short yeah. segment of what we were doing. Mm, what, was, nice. what was your comic about? Well, my comic was about, uh, it was called Moosh. And it was this guy in Mexico who was chased by man-eating dogs. What, what was your call? Uh, well, I, I'll admit, I, I, didn't, I wasn't exactly feeling this comic. I made one about a guy who was in China, yeah. and he was walking along the Great Wall of China, and suddenly it randomly blew up for no reason. Oh, that's, that's good. That's good. Speaking about... Authors. Yes. We have another author who's Wendy Orr, and we have some sound bites from her thing mm. with the. I think it was the three fours. Yep, three yeah, fours. three fours. So have a listen. Hi, I'm Millie, and I'm Angelica, and today, and we're a part of the What Up Wembley 2017 podcasting team, and today we are going to be interviewing Wendy Orr. Hello. Hi, girls. <laughs> So we're going to ask you a few questions. Lovely. So, um, why are you here? Why am I here? Because it's book week and I'm an author. So it's really lovely chance for authors to come out and meet the readers and see people in book week. When you were a little girl, did you always plan or plan on being an author? I did want to be an author, yes, from the time I was about seven. That's supposed to be a fact. When you're seven, that's what you're like. What do you want to be when you're seven? You're like more likely to be when you grow up. Is that so? Yeah. Well, I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> what do you? What did you want to be when you're seven? I wanted to be a photographer. Is that well? what you want to do? Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> really, what did you want to do when you were seven? I wanted to do lots and lots of things. <laughs> but, like, for, like, a vet. And, yeah. Do you think you still want to be a vet? <laughs> <laughs> sort of. Were you a good writer when you were at school? Um, yes, probably. I, I, I got good marks in English and I liked doing it. But it was, I think it was probably more what I wrote at home for fun. Um, do you like doing school tours? Yes, I like meeting the kids who read the books and um, it sort of reminds me that I'm not just alone in my office typing away and that there are real people out there who read. And that's, that's really important because an author spends most of their time alone um, just with their imaginary people. Do you have a favourite book you wrote? Um, it's probably between... Ark in the Park and Nim's Island, but now also Dragonfly Song, because, and I think partly because Dragonfly Song is the newest. So uh, what is your latest book? Uh, the latest book is Dragonfly Song, and I was very, very happy because Dragonfly Song uh, won the honour book for junior readers on, on Friday for this year's book of the year. And Dragonfly Song is about an outcast girl in the Bronze Age in Greece, so that was about 4,000 years ago, and she has a very, very tough start to life, and the only way she can figure out to get out of it is to become an acrobat with jumping over bulls in this palace where they um, played these amazingly dangerous sort of games where teenagers jumped over the backs of bulls wow. and so I decided that it would be very interesting to think about how it felt to be one of those kids so um do you only do school tours like in book week or literacy week or do you do it um no I do them at other times but um I spend most of my time writing mm-hmm. what's the most challenging part about writing a book uh, whichever part you're doing at the time is always the most challenging, i found. Um, sometimes it seems that that first draft, which is so beautiful and clear in your head, and when you go to put it down on the paper, it's just not so clear and not beautiful at all. And even though you think that you know all the story and you've got even some notes on where the story's going, all of a sudden you realise there's a terrible fault in what you've thought and it just doesn't make sense and then editing can be hard and copy editing when you're going through and finding out that you used the word incredible 65 times your editor tells you um and you have to go and change that and that sometimes also feels very hard I always find it really hard starting. I don't like to start a story until I can really hear, um, well, always the first sentence, but most of the first paragraph, sometimes the first chapter in my head. Uh What part do you enjoy most about writing your books? Oh, probably thinking about the story. That's, That's when it's really fun is when it's floating around in your head and you're just making sense of it. 
And all of a sudden you think, oh, that's what happens. Now I know what she looks like. Now I know why this happened. And sometimes you see part of it and you think, wow, I had no idea that was going to happen. And I'm not even sure why it happens, but I know it's very important and it'll be my job to make it work. Where do you get your inspirations or ideas for writing your books from? Well, inspiration really just comes from everything that we see and, and hear and, and do and even dream. And I think the real mystery is why do some little idea thoughts all of a sudden just stick in your mind and insist on being a story? Sometimes you can think of an idea and you think, oh, that would make a good story. Yep, and it just sits there and it never really wants to be a story. It's just a good story idea that doesn't belong to you. And it sometimes I can work out where the stories have come from after I'm finished, but I don't really know what inspires something I've seen to become a story. And I just think you have to believe that there is a little bit of magic in writing. So um, do you have any advice to, uh, for our teachers teaching writing? Oh, advice for your teachers? Um, make it fun. <laughs> because I think if you want to write, you need to really want to read. You, well, you want to read lots of different stories. Mm-hmm. And you need to have fun with creating your own stories. Um, is there anything else you would like to share with us? I think that everybody needs to enjoy stories. And I don't think everybody needs to want to be a writer. There's lots of other jobs to do in the world. But I think you should always let yourself play with your imagination. And if you want to be an accountant or something working with numbers or a sportsman, something that is as far away from writing stories as you can think, you still need to play with stories in your head and just have fun with your imagination because your imagination is what gets you through tough times as well as making good times even better. Well, thank you so much for the interview. Well, thank you, girls. It's been lovely to be at Wembley. And we hope you had a nice day at Wembley. I certainly have. Her accent is very superb. Oh, yeah, it is top-notch. Oh, I love that accent. She was born in Canada, I think. Yep. Yeah. Um, she definitely sounds like a very interesting author, but I might just know, possibly not as crazy as Bernard Calio. Yeah, probably not. But how, how do you think that name is pronounced? Calio? Calio? I think it's Calio. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, so, what, is there any authors you wish to come to Wembley for an author visit? I reckon it'd be cool to... Um, uh, I reckon it'd be cool to have Paul Jennings come because I'm a big fan of Paul Jennings. Mm. Wait, no, not for Paul Jennings, sorry. James Patterson. James? Who made the uh, middle school series. Oh, yes, James Patterson. Well, I would like one, but it's probably very, very, very unlikely because he's not even in Australia, I think. Okay. It's David Williams. Oh, yes! Yeah. Oh, rough. Yeah. I'm dumb. Of course. But he probably would probably, he probably never come there because he's yeah. like really yeah, so he's a top author. Yeah. Another one would be the um uh guy who made Wonder. Oh yeah. Oh, is it? It's a lady. It's a lady. Yes. Yeah, lady. Lady. Anyway, coming up next is the snow sports.
about the Snow Sports Championships and all their contenders. got a wide variety of sports around school don't we? we've got like athletics and the footy and then we've got the netball but what about like snow sports Mitchell like skiing and snowboarding yeah because yeah. this year we have a few Wembley students representing us at the Victorian Interschool Snow Sports Championships mm. and we got we caught up with a few uh, of their of the um our contestants, contestants. minus Angus Minus Ang- Angus wasn't there. Because yeah, I think he was doing another interview. Because they both so do at the same time. Have a listen. Hello, I'm Millie. And I'm Tessa. And today we're going to be interviewing the Snow Sports Championship pupils. So, <laughs> <laughs> so today we have Joseph. Hi. And you are a... A skier. And we also have Kirk Da Vinci. And you are a... Skier. And we also have Jesse Da Vinci, and you are a master skier. And we were going to interview <laughs> Angus Yukar, and he is a snowboarder, but he can't. He's not available right now. So, is this the first time any of you have ever competed? Nope. Yep. Oh, oh wait, yes. Well, we first time we've competed. We, we haven't competed, but we've skied for like quite a while. Okay. Mm-hmm. Are you confident that you're gonna win? Well, we just want to have yeah. fun and try our best. Okay. Yeah, we don't care about winning. Just another holiday of school. Winning would be fun, though. Cause yeah. I, I like eating food if there is a prize of food. <laughs> <laughs> Not many people know about the Snow Sports Championships, so can you guys tell us about a bit about it? It's where, like, 50 skiers go and they race. So, uh, tons of kids from different schools head up to Mount Buller to race on different courses, and you can choose, like, the hard courses or the easier ones. Yeah, basically that, and it can get really challenging because you don't know who you're going to verse and what school they're up to. And so, and there's sometime at Mount Buller they got specific courses for racing. Considering it's snow sports, how do you train or practice? Because I do jump on ramps. It's in and the I snow. I try to go like as fast as I can, and then go on a ramp and hurt myself, yeah. and then just do it again and again until because, I get it like, right. around here there's no snow, so how do you, like, practice for oh, it? Oh, so you go up to Mount Buller to um, yeah, go just and just warm ski. up for us. Like, and you, you, there's lessons up there as well. Yeah, also. like ski school. Also, I forgot to mention it's time trials. So what type of sports are you competing in? S- snow sports, probably. <laughs> skiing. Oh. We're competing in skiing. Skiing. Um, yeah, but no. Angus is doing snowboarding. snowboarding. He's a good snowboarder. Have you but, ever? But like, um, are you go? Do you think you're going to choose the hard or? Yeah. Well, I'm personally about speed. I, I'm pretty. You got to stay like, like stable. You can't. Yeah, like, my best. Just have to go left and right, left and right, left and right. Because if you go too fast, you'll be like flying in the air, and you'll go to go to the moon and the Mars. Have you ever like really badly hurt yourself or had an embarrassing moment while you yes. were skiing? Oh, Definitely. absolutely! Was... Oh yeah, when I went on the T bar, um, I got stuck on the T bar and I fell into a hole for like an hour and a half, and I had to get picked up by like a a skidoo, one of those ski mobile things. This is one time. Oh, oh you got stuck in the ski lift. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't that one. 
Yeah, I remember when I was skiing, um, you know, Kofler's. There was this thing called Kofler's Park. It had a bunch of jumps. I was going fast over the roller. Like, I went over <laughs> and I went over a ramp and I skidded backwards and I went, I like, how <laughs> dare you? I went like so far. I got so much air and then I just fell and hit my head. Mm. Oh, there was, well, there was this time when I was in one of the skiing lessons. We were going down the summit and you were meant to stop. So I tried to stop right, but instead of stopping, I slid like five metres down the mountain and one of my skis came off. So when I tried to put it back on, I slid another five metres back down as well, again. So how long have will you be at the snow sports? Two days. Two days. Two days. Yeah. So we're like two camps. We're we'll back at Tuesday afternoon, so that's two days. We leave it Sunday. Yeah, so about two and a half days because we leave on Sunday and yeah. get back on Tuesday night. How did you get involved in this area of sport? My dad made me. Um, um, well, my parents have been taking me up since I was young, so I just same. I go up. We go. We I'm us three actually up. go up as like together. Yeah, together, every, like year. every single time. Yeah, but, like, still I use. like the last two weeks, um, we went with Joseph's friend, um, Tom. As well. How old were you guys when you first started Probably skiing? nine or ten. Yeah, you were ten, I was nine. Oh, yeah. I think I've been doing it... I think I first started when I was, like, four or five, but then, like... Yeah, but that's before I went started going to Mount Bore. Yeah, because Mount Bore's, like, the easiest place to go. Do you play any other sports? Oh. Yeah, I do basketball, swimming, and you used to do a bit of soccer. And I like to play um, headshot ball. We I do tennis and boxing. Heads. Good. I didn't know that was a sport. It is now. Thank you for your time and effort for this interview and hope you have fun uh, doing the ski sports. Thank, Thank you. you. Peace out. Okay, right off the bat, Angus Ucart. Yeah. I could just imagine that over the loudspeaker. Can I... Um, can Angus Ucart please report to the office? Angus Ucart to the office. I think Thank it's you. pronounced Urkert. Urkart. Urkart. Yes. Urkert. And apparently Jesse is a master skier. Masters. So he is very, very good. Uh, you know what? I'll be honest. I would have actually done it, but I don't know. I just didn't seem that keen at the time. Because mm, we didn't really get that much information about yeah. it. Yeah. It's kind of just like... I didn't, you know, I didn't actually know it was for due day. Due days. Due days. Two days. Uh, well, um, good luck to them and hope good they do very well. Have yeah. you been skiing before, Luke? I heard you. I know. have been skiing. Are you a ski- skier or a snowboarder? Skier. Skier, yes. So, are you good? Technically, yes. Technically, yes. Yeah. Technically. Well, I mean, I was the best in my group. Ah. Same with Liam. I made friends with Liam. Okay. Anyway, coming up next is September interview with Angus. So have a listen to what that is. This is, is Angus Urquhart, by the way. Angus Not Ur- Angus Ucart. Yes. So have a listen to what this is about. So this is the final interview for this episode. And this is just shows good courage and um, good charitable. Is that a word? Charitable things. Charitable things for... Wembley. Um, that reminds me of like a chariot, like a chariot. Yeah. Also, so Angus Urquhart from Five Cs participating in participating <laughs> participating in September, which is obviously a plan word for step and September. Kevin <laughs> already worked that out. Anyway, so have a listen to the interview.
Angus here today and Angus will be participating in September. In September, He'd like to take the chance to talk about this and promote the cause over the podcast. So, Angus, what is September? September is a month where you just walk and you, they send you a little Fitbit. So you just have to walk around just counting your steps and it's for people who can't walk themselves in their wheelchair. Why were you inspired to do this? Well, my dad does it every year, so um, I thought maybe I should do it this time and, like, help out even more. Yeah. Is there a specific reason he cho- you chose to support a cause? Yeah, um, not really. It's just, like, I'm usually an active kid, so I just thought, well, why don't I just help people with a disease? And while I do that, I can just walk around. How can people support you in this? Well, there's a code. I don't know it off the top of my head, though. I'll put up some flyers around the school, and you just have to go to the September website and put in that code and just put in some money. Do you have a target in mind? Um, maybe around $1,000. I think we can do that with the school just because of the um, amount of the uh, free dress and stuff. Yeah. How can people join like do september well you just have to go to the website i'm pretty sure it's free so like you can join my team which there is a code to do or you Mm -hmm. could um make your own team or join like a team that your mum or dad might have okay um is there anything else you'd like to tell us i think that's about it other than like it's a great cause and you can do it yourself um yeah thank you you're welcome Sounds like an interesting journey, but Ango, I'm pretty sure people don't get diseases from going in like I think they do. Yeah, maybe, but like majority of the people don't get diseases. Maybe, maybe, maybe. But anyway, sounds like a good charity. Yeah. And are you willing to go in it, Luke? I'm definitely. (laughs) If you remember. Yeah. (laughs) Probably get home and be like, what was that thing I was talking about? It doesn't um, matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Um, so go on, as Angus said, go onto the September website to sign up and you get... HTTPS forward slash, well, yeah, etc. Yeah, yeah. September.org.au, not Ooh. .com. Ooh. Have, you, have you actually ever done anything with charity before? Not that I know of. I haven't either. Yeah. We're bad people. Oh. Anyway. oh, don't be too hard on yourselves, boys. You're not that bad. Anyhow, sorry for gay crashing the podcast party, but um, some of you will have noticed we've had some new transition music on our podcast this week, and I wanted to give a quick shout out to Blake Garrity of 56A, who has created the transition music for all our episodes, but over this week he has created a new track for us. Um, perhaps you'd like to give us some feedback in our feedback box up by the office about which track you like the most. But Blake, thank you. You've done a fantastic job with the music. And for those of you that like to hear it again, here it is.
before we get into next week's episode, Miss Flack's been handing out some like instruction manual things. Flyer things. Flyer things. Manuals. For grades uh, four, five, and six. Mm. About YouTube and how they you, you use it safely at school. It's very interesting and you should definitely have a read of it. Yeah. Also, there's some stuff about um, year, websites. year six, year five, and year four websites that you can go on. And they're, they're scattered around the room. They're, they're scattered around the place. You can have a look. There's some in the Burr building. Yeah. So you should definitely have a look at those. Anyway, getting to next week's episode. We're going to have some interviews with the lead cast of the musical, and we're going to get a sneak peek of behind the scenes. Mm, I've, always, I've always wanted to know what they I do know. in there. Well, actually, one time when me and mom were me and mom, when me and my mom <laughs> yeah. were walking home from school, we were um, like peeking through. <laughs> yeah, yeah. my mum, yeah. yeah. American yeah. mum. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was like looking through, and everyone was doing like a singing dance, like oh yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. So and also there's interviews with Mr. Cheek and his Maths Olympiads, um, numeracy week. And you're in that. Oh, I'm in there. You're a math Olympiad. I didn't kind of. choose to do it, sort of. But. I might not do it next year. Yeah, anyway. And also, there's a netball <coughs> champions. Get that coffee out of there, Luke. Yeah. Anyway, there's some netball champions. Actually, I need a coffee. <coughs> <coughs> Thank you. So, there's some netball champions. So, been a bit of a flu good, going around. Good luck to them. Not a flu, but cold. Yeah. Thank you again for listening to our podcast. Make Remember. Sh- Encourage other people to listen. And subscribe. Yeah, subscribe. Subscribe. And like YouTube. Go on Except you can't go on YouTube. And the YouTube safe policy. <laughs> hey, go on to podbean.com and search What Up Wembley. You can also go into iTunes. Yeah, iTunes. Now, as well as the website. And well as well as the newsletter where it's like a little section. Yeah. Come on guys. We next week we're gonna reach seven hundred downloads. Seven Seven hundred. Wait, what oh yeah, seven hundred. Seven hundred, so seven hundred. Signing off by Mitch. I'm Luke. See you in the next episode. Bye. Bye.